Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Now, you'll remember uh, that uh, on Friday, we had Minister Niall Collins on and uh, he was announcing this major funding for Limerick as part of the Urban Regeneration and Development Fund. But what does it actually mean for Limerick? What what are the practical uh, implications of it and how long is it going to take for all this to happen? Well, to chat about it now, we have Vincent Murray, who is Director of Economic Development at Limerick City and County Council. Uh, we have Ailish Drake, uh, well-known architect, uh, of course. And uh, we have um, Limerick Today uh, listener and someone long interested in these issues, Nigel Dogdale, with us um, as well. And uh, you are all very welcome. Um, Vincent, uh, this is part of funding and part of projects that have already been earmarked. Isn't that the case? But we were talking about much more funding announced last week. Um, yes, Joe, and good morning, and good morning to your listeners. Yes, um, this funding is uh, very welcome and uh, very important funding for, for Limerick in that it helps, to, um, it helps to get over a lot of the obstacles we have in developing in the city centre and brownfield sites and that it it will help to get sites development ready and it will put key public infrastructure such as footbridges and better public realm in place that will um, link those new developments together and make them much more attractive and make the city centre more attractive uh, for people to live in and for people to visit and invest in. So it's very, very welcome funding for us and um, we've put a lot of work over the last 12 months into developing our proposals and we were delighted with the announcement uh, on Friday. Okay, so people will think of the Cleave site, for example. Is that part of this? The Cleave site is a, is a major... Um, a major part of this, and um, we are currently uh, working on master planning the Cleve site. Um, we have a good design team working there, and they will be uh, bringing forward their master planning proposals uh, for public consultation later in the summer, now probably May or June. A nice bit of work done. And uh, the Cleve site, as you know, is an old um, factory, an old condensed milk factory, and there's a lot of old buildings on it um, that uh, are part of the historical heritage of the city and they have to be preserved and brought back into use. There's a lot of um, more mo- modern, old buildings, I'll call them on it, that can be demolished. And um, so there's um, $34 million allocated there under URDF to get um, Cleve's development ready and to bring those old buildings back um, to a quality standard, back to what we call shell and core. And through the consultation uh, process, we'll... Um, We'll, we'll work out what kind of cultural uses or civic uses can go into those um, uh, protected buildings. Right. Um, so the project's uh, world-class waterfront, 73.4 million announced last week, and the Living Limerick City Centre initiative, 42.61 million, and uh, includes the Living Georgian City programme. We talked a lot about that on this show over the years, and the Digital Innovation Cluster programme as well, alongside the Citizen Collaboration programme, uh, a citizen observatory to support an active programme of citizen-led and develop solutions to livability issues in the city centre. And just before we uh, move on, um, Vincent, um, Cork got some ball of money out of this last week, didn't they? Yes, Cork um, Cork had some very well-developed proposals around their Docklands. They have huge ambitions to uh, get a lot of people living in the city centre in the Docklands. And they've, they've got almost um, £400 million to bring forward that development, which My I My point is, I thought we'd done pretty well until I saw what oh, Cork yeah. got. Correct, correct, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I think the Taoiseach was there announcing that too, wasn't he? He was, he was. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't miss an opportunity there. Mm. Where's he a TD for again? Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, okay, so Ailish, um, and I know, you know, George and Limerick and the city centre and those projects are very close to your heart. So what do you think about this? Hi, Joe. Um, yeah, sure. Obviously, we're, we're delighted to hear the, the funding announcement. And I think it's, you know, even without comparing it to Cork, I mean, I, I think that uh, it's, it's it's a very good funding. There's a lot of money there for the city. And it's multi-annual, which means that, you know, it, there, there's going to be it's incremental over, over the, the, the coming years, which is great, um, because a lot of these projects take a lot of time to, to come to fruition. But I think what's very important, I mean, this is an urban regeneration fund. So it's very much about place making. It's people focused. It's bringing innovative and creative businesses into the city centre, and obviously that all will have a knock on effect on on uplifting um, the city for other businesses that are already there. And obviously the the living. Uh, side of it, the Living George and Limerick is hugely important and um, it's fantastic to see that moving on and I think that there's a great team there pushing that. Mm. Um, and can I just ask, how far along the road now is people living in George and Limerick as we speak? I mean, I think we're still only at the very early stages of, of you know, getting that to happen, but we can see there is development happening happening in the in the Georgian city centre, and I think this is some of the funding um, that's been allocated under the Urban Regeneration uh, Fund is to, you know, for the, the local authorities to do some demonstration projects, and that will kind of uh, it'll kind of identify where the barriers are, and of course. Um, the, the citizen engagement part of it is hugely important. And I mean, I suppose, like all funds, you know, it can't be taken in isolation and there'll be other funding streams that need to, you know, that, that the local authority will need to tie into to actually make it work um, for the whole city. So, for example, uh, heritage funds that are that go directly, we'll say, to homeowners, um, if they can be linked in with this fund and that people can, you know, they can be shown how to how to do it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and obviously there's, there's arts and culture funding, you know, there's funding for performance spaces. And of course, we've got the funding announcements for the active travel and the new department in, in the local authority as well. So all of these funding streams, you know, the, the idea really is it's, it's so important to get them working together and to get that cross-departmental um, collaboration so yeah. that it all works together for the city. You know? Right. And uh, Nigel Dugdale, I mean, we would have seen outside the radio station here over the last few years, the development along the boardwalk and even simple changes like uh, the lighting that was put in there across uh, the winter uh, too. And, and this clearly is about money, but obviously it's about how that money will now be spent and reaching the milestones that have been promised. Hi, Joe. It's Steve from the Chamber, actually. First thing I no, say... No, 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 I have, I have, I have you. Well, I, I come to you, D. I haven't forgotten sorry. you. No, sorry, sorry no. Sorry. Let's not confuse people. Sorry, Nigel. I'd love to be D in the Chamber, to be honest with you. But um, then I, I look, I, just in answer to your question, Joel, I mean, it has to be said it's a good start. And like, I think 100% any investment in Limerick, that it has to be seen as a good day. And hopefully we're going to start to see this kickstart some of the projects that probably are taking a little bit too long to come to realisation. But, you know, I think in Limerick, what we need to start doing, instead of immediately widely welcoming announcements like this, I think we also have to see critical analysis of what exactly the funds are going to be used for. And secondly, I think it's important to look at what our bids involved, which is, I mean, this was something we did bid for. You know, what were successful in terms of the Limerick projects, what were not, and should we be asking possibly when you do, you mentioned Cork earlier, and I think it's a fair question, Joe, are we really playing at a level of ambition that 
is big enough for a city that wants to be Ireland's second city or Ireland, even Ireland's third city. So, like, one thing I will say, we've had 116 million and it's broken into two projects, obviously the Georgian and the world-class waterfront. But focusing on the world-class waterfront, there's a couple of questions I have, right? It sounds like a huge fund, but when you look at it in terms of the projects, you're covering parts of Cleve's development. You're looking at a pedestrian bridge across the the Shannon. You're looking at flood defences that are already in the pipeline. You're looking at public realm work stretching right across both sides of the waterfront. And you're looking at what's being described as a major improvement of the Arthur's Key shopping area. So the questions I have is this. How much of our funding is being assigned to the Cleves project under this allocation? And what will that funding be used for? What, how much is the pedestrian bridge going to cost and where will it be located? Um, our assigned flood defence is already in the pipeline, particularly the area around St Mary's Park that I think is one of the most beautiful waterfronts. How much of it is going to that and how long will it take to get that completed? It's been neglected for too long. Public realm improvements, what do they mean by that? How are they going to make the waterfront an attractive, usable and welcoming space? And finally, in terms of Arthur's Key, what exactly are they doing? I'm hearing they're going to move the road right going through the existing park to facilitate the development of the shopping centre. So, when you look at all of that, 73 million for a world-class waterfront, it's going to be tightly stretched to get these done. And I worry, do we run the risk of getting things done possibly to a standard that might not be considered world-class in other people's eyes? And finally, what exactly are our local authorities seeing in terms of how are they defining world-class? You know, what standards have they set? Are they visiting other world-class cities to base their current projects on the world, river fronts around okay. the world that are seen as world-class? Right. A lot of questions and there, no, no. There we go. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm a little bit lost in the middle of it myself. Um, but I, I want to bring D Ryan in, and I was about to say she needs no introduction. She doesn't because she kind of introduced herself there in the middle of it, <laughs> which I believe me, I was, I was going to do. <laughs> the chief executive of Limerick Chamber. What are your observations in general? What would you say to what Nigel has had to say? And we will ask Vincent Murray about Nigel's comments as well in a second. Well, I, I share Nigel's eagerness for for the detail, uh, as uh, I'm sure many of your listeners do. I have had. Um, one consultation um, with the group who are doing the master plan for Cleves already so I have an idea of what they have envisaged and they are benchmarking against other European cities and and, and the UK but I'll leave it to Vincent and obviously to, to, to those people to, to tell us more about that in due course um, but I, from a chamber's perspective and a business community's perspective just really welcome the investment. You know, it's it's an incredible boost and a shot in the arm at a time when we can do with it. Um, it will have short-term um, immediate impact when, uh, when the works get going, it'll have short-term um, impact on the city centre retailers and businesses with the, with the, um, with the jobs and construction that it will bring and, the, you know, spend that that will increase in the city centre. And then in the long term, when the works are finished, you know, we're improving our city centre um, uh, uh, experience and we're making it much nicer for people who live here and much nicer for people to come and visit and, and to, to invest um, in, in Limerick. So I think when you look at it, as Ailish pointed out, when you look at it in, in tandem with the other things that are happening, and there's so much happening, um, we're getting the draft uh, uh, Limerick and Shannon Metropolitan Area Transport Strategy, the second draft strategy, and well done to everybody who lobbied really hard to get an improvement on um, that uh, transport strategy last year. 
The second draft strategy is due in June. That's going to be a major boost to the city. The work that's been done by the Forge Ireland Gateway City Group with the local businesses in the hospitality sector. Sorry, I just don't want to get overly bogged down because a lot of people listening to this programme do not have the knowledge or detail that you guys have about this. It's as simple as that. And I suppose what they're interested in is what's going to happen day to day in their lives and when is it going to happen. Uh, We're chatting to Dee Ryan, to Ailish Drake, uh, to Nigel Dugdale and to Vincent Murray, who's Director of Economic Development in Limerick City and County Council. Uh, What um, reassurances can you give Nigel there on the questions that he raised, Vincent? Yeah, well, uh, just uh, welcome, Nigel, and um, uh, a lot of questions there, and very, very good questions. And um, what we, what Urban Regeneration Development Fund essentially is, it's government's contribution to making projects happen in the city centre. So, pro- pro- projects that need a leg up, projects that need, that wouldn't normally happen because they're unviable. So, if we took, for example, um, Cleves, which I mentioned there, and I mentioned myself earlier. Um, we, we'll have a contribution of about 30 million to Cleves, which will get Cleves development ready. So then um, you, you'll have sites within Cleves then that are commercially viable, that you can go to the bank or go to other funding sources to get money to build out uh, apartment blocks or, or, or um, office blocks or um, hospitality or whatever. But government wouldn't fund that. Government will fund, uh, will enable you to get the site ready for that. Uh, they won't um, fund the commercial element of it. If we go back towards the, the, the footbridge, you mentioned that's a collaboration between ourselves and the National Transport Authority. So um, government will be putting the money in there. National Transport Authority will be putting in the balance. You're probably looking at a 20 million euro project to bridge the river. But you pull that huge new development site and you pull the north side closer to the city centre with a bridge uh, that's um, for pedestrians and cyclists only. And it makes a very attractive sites on the north bank of the river, pulls them much closer, uh, just a few minutes walk to the city centre. Going back towards Opera, which you asked uh, about there, and... and um, that's in the and, Patrick and, Street area of Limerick And, and Arthur's Key, yeah. Arthur's Key, yeah. Um, yes, we, we have some proposals there to realign the road and look at a new um, um, retail development around um, the, the, the current... Um, Arthur's Key Shopping Centre. Now, to, to do that, we, we, we have to move the road and we have to get the, the land and the area development ready. As we know, um, there's a proposal for the Revenue Commissioners uh, to move to a new building within Opera, which then uh, demolishes that building um, or allows for that building to be demolished or repurposed. And as we know, under the Limerick 2030 plan, we showed part of that being demolished and we showed a linear park around the river um, extending into part of where that building is and going across in front of the Hunt Museum. So you have a longer park in front of the river. And in return for that, a small bit of um, the park was being given up to create a more viable site around the Pinney's Arthur's Key Corner to put a, a, a strong retail heart into the city centre. And I know retail um, has its challenges at the moment, but there is a team working on that and examining a, a viable project for that site. So, But the URDF money only gets that development ready, moves the road, does the public realm elements. The commercial uh, part of that then has to be funded uh, through different streams. It's not funded by government, it's funded by banks, it's funded right. by the so, so, Irish Strategic Investment Fund, whatever. Okay, so it's very clear from what you're saying there, and I mean, that's where Nigel was coming from. There are a lot of moving parts here, and this funding is what it is. Um, so when we talk about, and I know it's not all connected, but a lot of it is to the Limerick 2030 plan, Will we see all of these plans come to fruition by 2030, Vincent? Um, we will, and in, indeed, the URDF is uh, is to 2027, so it's it's part of the national development plan, which is obviously up for review at the moment. But the money we're getting today, we're supposed to spend it by 2027. So, but we 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 are moving on 
uh, these projects at the moment. So another one that Nigel mentioned there was the flood defences along the river. Now, the OPW are funding the flood defences. They announced £55 million about 12 months ago for flood defences in Limerick City Centre. What we're putting funding towards in the flood defences is putting higher quality public realm behind the flood defences, using high quality materials, creating high quality public spaces in the city centre. The OPW will provide the functional barriers that they'll, 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 they'll protect the city from flooding, but we're looking at putting the quality behind it. So some of the money will go towards that. Okay. Can it be delivered? Yes. Peep, um, we have a design team already appointed on that and working. There's a design team working on well, thieves. Um, well, I, I suppose there are two slightly different questions. Can it be delivered as one thing? Will it be delivered as the other? And I mean, on Wednesday the 24th of March 2021 at 25 past 11, Vincent... Are you saying to me that by 2030, with all this talk of what an iconic date that was, and we've been talking about it since I think the plan was first released, was it 2013 at this stage, that we will see the transformation we're talking about in and around the city centre for citizens of Limerick City and County and beyond to enjoy by 2030? I believe we will, and it has already started with Project Opera. Uh, people coming into the city at the moment will see the hoardings have gone up there. The work is starting on site now. Once the once the government give uh, the go ahead for construction again, uh, when we when we come out of uh, level five, but we, we have that two hundred and fifty million euro Project Opera. The contractor is on site. The project has started, and the project is fully financed at the moment. So in four or five years, we will see that built out. We we, we will be bringing Cleves to planning probably later this year or early next year. That, that will be running about two years behind Project Opera, but that will follow on. Um, a lot of the other projects like the, the flood defences and, 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 the, and the pedestrian bridge, they will go to planning over the next year or two after extensive public consultation, and we will see them built out over the next few years. So I would be very optimistic that by 2030 we will see the majority of these projects built out. And just to say, URDF, as um, I think it was Ailish said, is, is, is multi-annual. There, there's also more money available under... Um, URDF. Urban Regeneration Development Fund, yeah. The Urban Regeneration Development Fund that we that, that we will be able to, okay. to get as, uh, over the next well, couple of years. It's a two billion fund at the moment. Right. And we do hope government extend it under the new review of the development plan. Right. So okay. At, at okay, the Vincent, moment, I, I, I've given you a good run there. Um, so, so, Nigel, I mean, bottom line is that Vincent Murray, as Director of Economic Development at Limerick City and County Council, couldn't have been much clearer there about what we are going to see on the ground by 2030. A 100%. transformation. 100%. And I'll tell you something, I am the one, per- I am so excited living in town to know that this stuff is going to happen, right? 100%. And, and I know I come across sometimes as sound negative. But I will say today, this morning, Bonham Key in Galway, a development that's a 104 million euro project, 28,000 square metres that went on for planning in 2017, got on site in 2019, is due for completion next year and has just announced its anchor tenant, a new tenant for Galway City with 200 employees. That's the level of quality of delivery that I'd love to see in Limerick. And we are not seeing it. Galway and Cork has just announced on Twitter that the tallest building in in the country has been given planning permission for Cork Docklands just this second. So we're seeing stuff in other places actually happening. And I worry that when I am 65 years of age, and hopefully, Joe, you'll still be presenting Limerick today, and we can have a bit of banter when the two of us are in our 70s and talk about, you know, what it could have been. And I hope it's not going to be like that. Well, okay. Um, Ailish Drake, I mean, what you've heard from Vincent Murray, what would you say about it? Yeah, Joe, like, to be honest, Joe, I mean, 
like I would be, I'd be disappointed if Vincent came on saying that they had fully formed plans because the, what I see is the really important part of this is the city engage, the citizen engagement side of it. Um, like you know, they, you know, it's it's okay not to have all the answers the day the funding is announced because the whole point of this funding is that we go and develop these sites and we go and develop these sites with the, um, you know, with the people in, in Limerick and with the communities that are living in, and and working in the city. So uh, I, I think it's okay that ha- we have all those questions and I think that's a good thing because all of this stuff needs to be worked out and I think what we've seen over the last few years um, is that the, the the engagement side of it probably, you know, needs improvement. Uh, there was a lot of engagement done on the LS maths, but I'd like to see more and more engagement with people in the in the city and um, I think that that would be, um, that's really important, you know. Yeah. And D. Ryan, I think the issue for just a lot of people listening this morning is what I would describe as the jam tomorrow dilemma. That mm. people are listening to this and thinking this sounds fantastic and it sounds like Limerick will be somewhere that we're already proud of, but we will be even prouder of by 2030. Yeah. But the, no, wor- the worry is, the worry is that... In 2030, we will be told this law will be done and will be wonderful by 2040. I mean, I'm not being cynical. I'm just saying that is a legitimate concern that listeners would have. Yeah, I appreciate that, Joe. And I hear that from um, my members as well, especially those in the city centre who are reliant on this kind of investment in in our city in order to revitalise their businesses and, and, and improve their viability of their developments. Yeah, I fully agree. And so the setting out of clear timeframes and uh, giving us uh, measurable dates that we can look to for set uh, achievements is really important. So timelines and measurable um, measurable points in the journey. Really, and and really do you, I mean, as a, as a citizen of Limerick yourself, how confident are you about what Vincent has been saying to us? Sorry, Joe. Child care. Listen, it's 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 a norm in the pandemic. Don't worry about it. Um, but <laughs> what I was saying was, how, as a citizen of Limerick, how confident are you about what Vincent's been saying to us? Look, I think I, feel, I appreciate that people feel there might be a lot of false uh, dawns on things, but I, I I'm probably closer to it so I can see the movement that is happening. I mean, I know that they're on site in in, in um, Opera, and that when uh, you know the levels change, we'll see more movement there. I'm I'm. You know, looking forward to seeing the O'Connell Street, the site works and surveying is happening at the moment. O'Connell Street works should be kicking off in the next two weeks as well. So um, I, I am confident that we're going to see this work um, come to fruition. And I'm very excited for the possibilities that it gives us because I really feel that I'm seeing a level of coordination and collaboration and uh, communication across different stakeholder groups, uh, citizens and businesses and all, all sorts of uh, um, stakeholder groups in the last uh, couple of years that I haven't seen before and that I think is helping us get better outcomes. And we're right, we're asking the right questions. We're asking strong questions like Ailish and Nigel have been asking this morning. And we're, we're demanding, rightly so, demanding more for Limerick. And I think that if we can continue to keep that kind of energy up and continue to seek and win this investment, but the local authority did and fair play to all of them involved in it, then I think we've, you know, we've a lot yeah. to look forward to. And, and finally, Vincent, I mean, we're looking well beyond the pandemic here, which is something that listeners, I think, will enjoy doing frankly, with the world in which we're all living and operating right now. Um, and and no one, by, for one moment, is laying all this at the door of Vincent Murray, you'd be glad to know, as an individual. But you would accept, though, that we are in a critical 
period here now, this decade in the run-up to 2030. You know, it, it's not unreasonable to say that it is make or break for Limerick's future. Yeah, I'd agree with you there, Joe. And the the funding and the plans that have been put in place uh, going back as far as 2014 when the council amalgamated and the new Limerick 2030 plan was put in place, it set out huge ambitions for the city centre and they are taking time to deliver, but we are at the point now where we're starting to deliver significant projects through Limerick 2030, uh, through Project Opera, through Cleves, through what's happening on O'Connell Street, what's going to happen on the riverfront. And I think over the next 10 years, it's, it, it is a fantastic opportunity for Limerick. It's a fantastic opportunity to get much more people back living in the city centre and get more people in, in working in it and enjoying it and enjoying what the city centre is and what the city centre can become in the future and a more uh, pedestrian friendly place, a more inviting place uh, a more modern city centre to, 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 to enjoy um, your time in. So I think, I think the plans are in place now and I think the delivery is starting and uh, the next 10 years are going to be very, very exciting in Limerick. Okay. Well, listen, thank you very much for a very thoughtful, reasoned debate uh, this morning. Uh, Thank you, Vincent Murray, Director of Economic Development of Limerick City and County Council, for fielding a number of those questions from Nigel Dugdale. Thank you. uh, From Ailish Drake and from the CEO of Limerick Chamber, Dee Ryan. And uh, we will... Keep the fingers crossed because ultimately I think we all want the same thing um, whether you are involved directly in it or whether you are hoping as a citizen of Limerick City and County to enjoy the fruits of everyone's planning and ultimately their labour. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.